Ministry Bits, episode 018, recorded May 27th, 2014. All Things Podcasting. Ministry Bits is very proud to be part of the adventuresinministry.com network of podcasts, and you can find more about that at adventuresinministry.com. Show notes for this episode can be found at chadl.co slash mbits slash 018. Be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ministrybits, and you can also check us out on Twitter and follow us there at twitter.com slash ministrybits. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. I'm Chad Lamb, and I'm your host here for Ministry Bits, episode 18. And uh, we're very happy that you're here to join us today. It's just me today. So if you were expecting some amazing guest like uh, Robert Hatfield or Daniel Howell, you can uh, you can hang it up right now if you want to. Um, really appreciate those guys in the last few weeks coming on. They have uh, been too wonderful. Not that the episodes before weren't great, but the, but Robert and uh, Daniel coming on, that was pretty phenomenal. So go back and listen to those episodes if you haven't already. And then you can catch those and you can look at those. See all the show notes? There's a treasure trip. Between those two episodes, I think we have more links in the show notes to more apps and services and different things uh, and websites than in the first 15 episodes. I, I guarantee it. I'm not even joking with you. Um, but anyway, we really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate, you know, over 575 listens on the last episode of the podcast. So uh, you guys are really just amazing. That, that I can't really even think of another word for it. You're awesome and you're amazing. So just keep sharing, keep um, keep asking, keep sending me emails, keep, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep on keeping on, as my friend uh, Nathan used to say. And a little show, a little note here. About next week, uh, next week we will not have a show. Next week we will not have a show. That will break our streak, so to speak. We'll have 18 episodes and no break. And we're going to take a break next week because it is summer camp. And uh, summer camp is uh, always a great thing, but it's always, a, I'm, we're going to be out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I'm literally, we're going to Fall Creek Falls and we have been doing that. Church Street's been doing that for 30 some odd years. And uh, there's no cell phone signal out there. There's no way for me to edit or post or anything like that. So just uh, going to take a week off. So uh, I'm sure that a lot of people are getting on vacations. I invite you to, um, we have a pretty sizable back catalog of different subjects and different things that you can check out. So make sure to just check that out and go check out the first 17 or 18 episodes of Ministry Bits and uh, listen to all the, listen to how the show has progressed. It's fun to, fun to look at the, how the show has progressed. Last 10 episodes or so, we've been pretty... Uh, standard on our format, but it changed a lot the first few episodes because I was trying to find a niche and trying to find exactly what I wanted to to do. So anyway, today we are talking about podcasting. We're talking about all things podcasting. And um, we're going to talk about what to do, what to identify your content. We're going to talk about recording and editing. We're going to talk about cover art. 
We're going to talk about the podcast feed itself, the most complex part, putting that together. And uh, first of all, before I even get into any of that stuff about making your own podcast, I want to talk about some podcatchers, some um, some podcast catchers, so to speak, if you want to um, term them that way. These are podcast apps that you can use to listen to podcasts. And I want to invite you to go. If you're thinking about starting a podcast for your church, uh, if you're thinking about putting sermons on audio and putting those on a podcast, if you're thinking about starting your own show, maybe it's a devotional, five-minute devotional show every week or something like that, who knows? If you're thinking about doing any of that kind of stuff, I invite you to listen to other podcasts. Um, that is the way that you will learn. That is the way that you will find out uh, how podcasts are structured and how people um you know, how people record them, how people do them, how people put them out there, how people promote them, all sorts of different things. Uh, I've got three apps that I want to talk about really, uh, really quickly here before we get started and talking about all the technical stuff. And that is the first one is Instacast. And uh, Instacast is uh, to me, if you're an iOS user and a Mac user, the best that you can get. Um, that's my opinion. People will have strong indications and strong inclinations towards other podcast apps, such as Downcast and Pocket Cast, we'll talk about those in a second. And they're very similar, but to me, Instacast has been the most reliable. It has been the, it's the prettiest. It uh, syncs my, like I can listen to 30 minutes of a podcast on my iPad and then get in the car and it's already synced up to where that 30 minute mark was and it'll take off from there on a certain podcast. I'll do that with multiple podcasts. It's really, really great. So Instacast is that it's, I think it's $4 in the app store. You get that on iPad and iPhone and it's a little pricey on the Mac. I think it's 10 or $20 on the Mac, but it is um, really, really great. And it syncs all up and it's really, really good. I've been using them almost exclusively for the last two or three years. And that's what I use to listen to all my podcasts as well. And you can download podcasts, you can keep them on your phone for later uh, viewing or without the internet or anything like that. It's very, really useful uh, for uh, listening to podcasts when you are going on a trip and you don't know how good your cell phone signal is going to be. You can just download your show and uh, listen and don't even worry about the internet. You can download video podcasts as well. It's really, really great stuff. Downcast is another one. Downcast is very similar to um, Instacast and so is Pocket Casts, uh, except Pocket Casts is available on Android. Uh, it's actually really, it's a really great app for Android, uh, both tablets and uh, phones. And in my short time having a tablet and a phone, I have used Pocket Casts and it is really, really good. So those three apps, Instacast, Downcast, and Pocket Casts, it's a lot of, a lot of casting there. Um, those three apps are great for listening to podcasts. Now, if you just want to kind of dabble in it, if you've never listened to podcasts before, if you want to just kind of see what they're about, about um, download the Apple Podcasts app or you open up iTunes and download some podcasts on your computer or your Windows or Mac computer. That'll be a way to, uh, to do that. And you can do that, um, right there for free as well. So, uh, Apple's, uh, podcast app has really, uh, improved a lot in the last year. And, um, if that's your cup of tea, then that's your cup of tea. You can drink it. So those are the three apps that I would invite you to look at. First of all, before you even think about podcasting. Now, the first thing that you're going to want to look at, the first thing you need to realize about podcasting is that lots of stuff, th there's a lot of stuff to do before you even think about hitting a record button. Uh, just for this show today, I, I sat down for the last few days and, and made notes and 
made a big outline just for this episode. I've got a list of 10 bullet points for this episode of stuff that I want to talk about with sub points and apps and different things that I want to uh, specify, all sorts of different things like that. And the first thing that you want to do is not record. Um, you don't set out, you get really excited about this and you can say, oh, I want to do a show like this. And you get really excited about it and you record and then you don't end up doing anything with that because you didn't plan. Um, so there's a lot of stuff to do before you even hit the record button. The first thing I want you to do, if you're thinking about a podcast is to identify your focus and your content. Um, you want to identify what you're going to be talking about. You want to identify how long you're going to be talking in every podcast. You want to identify why you think you need to cover this in your podcast. And if you're doing like a church podcast, like a church uh, sermon audio or something like that, then you really don't need to um, necessarily identify your focus. You know what your focus is going to be. It's going to be Sunday morning and Sunday night sermons and maybe a Wednesday night class here and there or maybe a five minute devotional here and there. You really don't need to identify and focus on your content. You just know that you're going to have a podcast feed and you need to know how to do that. We're going to talk about that too. So don't turn it off. And if you're looking at uh, not doing a show, you're looking at starting a church podcast, whether it's a video sermons or audio sermons or classes or different podcast feeds for your church for different, different things. So identify your focus and your content. What do I mean by that? Well, it's really hard to kind of get on a podcast and get behind a mic and just ramble. Um, podcasting is a lot like preaching, in my opinion. Um, you need to have a, a set topic for every episode. That's why we don't just talk normal tech news on this on this podcast. That's why we, we don't get on here and just kind of arbitrarily ask questions. When I have a, a every guest that I have has a plan. I send them an email. We, we communicate a couple of different times before we record the show and say, hey, what do you specifically want to talk about? Because some of these people, like Daniel Howell, some of these people are experts in their field. I would say that Robert Hatfield is an expert in podcasting. I'm really glad that he, we talked to him last week, and you can really get a lot of great information off of that if you listen to the podcast from last week, as well as some of the services and different things that he uses. I'm going to go a different direction with it this week, and he knew that. That's why we talked about it and planned it and everything like that. So it's really good to have a plan in place. You want to identify and focus your focus on your content. What are you going to be talking about? How long are you going to be talking about it? The length of your podcast is actually very important. Um, I try to keep this one under 30 minutes. doesn't always work that way, but definitely under 45 minutes. Um, you need to identify your audience. Um, who's going to be listening? Why would a, perten- a potential person, is this just going to be for everyone? Or is it going to be for preachers? Is it going to be for youth ministers? What, what is it going to be for? I think these are very important things to think about before you even hit the record button. The number two thing that you need to think about before you hit the record button, is to map out your first 10 episodes. Now, obviously, that doesn't apply if you're just going to do sermons or you're going to do like an audio uh, rendition of your classes or something for your church. It doesn't apply. But at the same time, if you're doing a podcast, if you're, you should at least have the next four to five episodes planned. At one point, I had the next 12 episodes of this podcast planned out. I had three or four weeks of guests lined up. And that's another thing that you're going to have to think about is, are you going to have, is it just going to be you talking? Is it going to be you and your wife? Is it going to be people that you, um, people that you know, are you going to have a regular, um, 
a person that's on there with you every single week or what? Uh, you need to identify that and make sure that you can figure out exactly what kind of format your show is going to have. Are you going to have guests or you're not going to have guests? Are you going to have a co-host? Are you going to have a host? Whatever. So you need to figure all that out. Map out your first 10 episodes. I would plan, I would research, and I would plan some more. That's that's what I do with this podcast itself. I, I, I research, I plan, and I plan some more. And uh, I try to figure out exactly what my listeners would like to hear. One big reason for this show in particular about podcasting was that people have asked me lots of questions about it. And that's one thing, one reason why I wanted to talk with Robert Hatfield about podcasting, because a lot of people have asked me questions about, well, how did you, how did you get this started and what did you use and all this other stuff? And we're going to be talking about equipment and software here in just a few minutes, but that's very, very important. Map out your first 10 episodes, have an idea of what you want to do with those episodes, because a lot of people start recording a podcast and they don't get but five episodes in and then they just quit and they never do anything because they had a great idea, but it was only an idea that could really last five episodes. You know what I mean? The next thing that you're going to need to do, number three, is secure a website or secure space. You're going to have to have space to put your um, to, 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 put, to put your podcast file. You can't just put it out there on the internet and hope somebody finds it. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to do this. I'll tell you the way that I use, and then I'll tell you the, the popular ways that some people have used. I, I use Squarespace. And Squarespace is great. Squarespace.com. You can find out there. You can take a 14-day free trial and you can use a coupon code that I, if you email me, I'll give you a coupon code for 10% off. And um, if you want to use that, it's a great website service. But they actually have built into their blog template, their blog, blog page templates on every template. They have podcasting settings kind of like uh, already set up for those pages. It's fantastic. And... Um, all I have to do for this podcast is to put the audio file at the top. I have to run it through and put it on the top, and I'll explain that in a minute. I put the show notes below it, and you see if you go to the website, chadl.co, excuse me, slash mbits, you'll see that it's actually very um, organized as far as the show notes are, are concerned, and you've got the post at the top, and you've got the title of the post, and then you've got the audio, then you've got the show notes. Then you can click on those show notes and everything like that. If you, in your podcatcher, if you hit the little stack icon, you can go and it'll flip it around and it'll say, it'll have your show notes there. Clickable show notes. Uh, very important to do show notes. Don't just want to put an episode out there and then not have any um, information behind it. Show notes accomplish a couple of different things for you. Uh, number one, they accomplish the fact that um, people can search for your podcast um, based upon the apps and services that you link to and the apps and services and the different things that articles, whatever that you link to in your show notes, people will find those search engines will crawl those and find those. And eventually more and more people will start to listen to your podcast. That's why we had 500 and something listens last week is because I had a lot of great links on it, a lot of tags on it, a lot of different categories on that podcast post. And a lot of people knew Robert. And they were able to really find that podcast interesting. They were able to find those links and all sorts of different things. So really, really important to do show notes, first of all. So you'll need to start thinking about those before you do it. But when you do, you need to secure your website and hosting. You can do that all in one thing with Squarespace. Uh, I use Squarespace with a combination of Dropbox uh, to, to host my files. I actually host this file that you're listening to right now is on Dropbox. It's in a public folder. 
uh, on my personal Dropbox. It's an MP3 file that anybody could go and have the link to and download through their podcatcher or through the podcast directory or anything kind of like that. And we'll talk about getting your podcast on the podcast directory through Apple here in just a few minutes. But um, it's very important to understand that you need to make sure that you have this stuff before you record, start recording episodes. Now, you can do it out of order. You can record episodes and then find this stuff. But I would actually find your method of distribution before you get started recording. So it's very important uh, to get that done. And you can do um, what Robert was talking about, a combination of WordPress. But that means you'll have to buy your separate domain. You have to buy um, a WordPress template, maybe, if you want to use one. You have to get the plugins for WordPress. You have to install WordPress on your server. You have to make sure that all your podcast plugins are ready for your blog post on all, all this other stuff. That's just too many steps for me. It's a lot more customizable, but it's just too many steps for me. I don't have time for that. So Squarespace allows me to just kind of go into the settings there, the advanced settings and the podcast settings. and allows me to put in the subtitles and the, and the, uh, the time duration for that, that show. It allows me to put the tags in for that show, the links in for that show, and it will automatically update that RSS feed that is generated through that page to iTunes. So basically, all I will do for this episode is edit it, put it on Dropbox in a public file. I'll copy the link to that file, put it in the post, put my show notes on the post, put everything on the podcasting information through Squarespace right there on the sidebar, hit publish, and it's in the podcast directory in a matter of hours. It's that simple. It's really, really great. And we'll go into more depth with that here in just a few moments. So you've got your, you've identified your focus and your content on what you're going to talk about, why you're going to talk about it, who your audience is. You've mapped out your first few episodes, at least your first few episodes, if not your first 10 episodes. You've planned and you've researched and all those different things. And then you've got space on the web. You've got maybe a domain. Maybe you're attaching it to your personal website on a different page, uh, like I do for the Mystery Bits page on my personal website. Or you've got hosting of some type where you can upload these to a server and they can be streamed or they can be downloaded by everybody. Because you're going to need a place on the internet where that points to, and you're going to need an RSS feed for iTunes to read. So you've got all this stuff kind of pre-set up, kind of like building a podcast foundation, if you will. Then you can record. Now, when recording, um, what would you use? If you say that you're going to use your computer's internal microphone to record, you're automatically wrong. Because you at least need some type of external microphone to record. Now, I have found on a Mac that when I'm interviewing someone over a uh, Skype connection like I was last week, that the Apple earbuds that have the, um, the microphone built into them that come with the iPhone are actually pretty decent. You could tell they're, they're actually very, very decent. Um, you can uh, use those. You can use a, uh, a cheap... Um, you know, like a Bluetooth microphone or like a headset microphone, one of those cheap ones like that. That's always worked. You can use a, a lot of different things, uh, or you can make a minor investment. And I wouldn't make this investment necessarily before before you get before you get going. For instance, I had recorded probably five or six episodes when I realized, hey, this is really something that I would love to do. Ministry Bits is going to be around for a while, I hope. And um, this is something that I really want to do. So I invested a uh, hundred bucks 
It was actually not even that much. It was about 80 bucks on a, on a good microphone. And right now I'm talking to you through a Samson uh, microphone. It's a nice, small little Samson. I can't remember the actual, I think it's the H1. No, 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 that's something else. It'll be in the show notes, but it's a nice little Samson microphone. It comes in black or chrome. It sits on your desktop and you, it's a USB microphone and it's really, really great. Now, if you're going to want to go into the professional side of things and you've got a lot of money to spend, then you don't need a, you don't need necessarily a, um, you don't need a USB microphone. You need something more involved, like some boards and then you need a XLR microphone and all that other stuff. But just starting out, look for a nice USB microphone. Blue actually makes a really good microphone, the Yeti. They actually make a really good uh, microphone that you can buy. It's about a hundred bucks. So if you want to invest a few um, bucks into it, you can really, and that's that's really all you have to do to just make sure that it works with your computer. Now I have a Mac sitting right in front of me, and I use an app called GarageBand to record. And uh, GarageBand is actually an excellent program. Uh, if you want to use a more professional program, you can use uh, SoundBooth by Adobe. You can use um, Soundtrack Pro from uh, kind of part, probably part of the the sound the uh, Final Cut um, suite, and those cost money. But GarageBand is free. It comes with the Mac, and it's actually a very very capable pro- program. Uh, you can edit, you can chop, you can add music, you can do all sorts of different things through that program, and it's really really nice. And actually, you can get Audacity for Mac as well. It's not the prettiest program. Uh, but you can get Audacity for the Mac and Windows. That would be my Windows choice. If I was using any type of podcasting uh, rig, I would have Audacity set up to record through a microphone on my Windows laptop. It's not pretty, but it sure is really functional. And uh, you have to download a couple of extra things with Audacity uh, to make it export to MP3. And that's what I would do. I would export it to MP3 because that's the file format that nearly every device can read. Um, you're not going to find a whole lot of devices, a whole lot of things that can't read stuff like MP4s today, but you really don't even need to worry about that. Just, uh, export to MP3. It's a really good compression. It's been around for quite a while and, uh, you could use that. It's uh, it's really, really great. And you're going to want to need to be concerned about file size as well, because if you have Dropbox or something and you're running your files through Dropbox or through OneDrive or Google Drive or anything like that, you have a finite um, set of space. You don't have unlimited space there. Uh, on some servers, like on GoDaddy, you really don't have to worry about that because you've got as much space as you want. But for a 30-minute podcast, my my podcast uh, files average between 35 and 40 megabytes, which is pretty normal. And they're pretty decent quality, as you can hear. And um, they're not they're not too hard to download over a network or download over over Wi-Fi for that. So you don't want to have the like the ultimate CD quality, you know, HD radio quality audio. You don't have to have that. You need to have it at 128 um, kilobits per second, um, maybe 4400 uh, hertz, and you don't even need to worry about extremely great quality because odds are there's going to be a lot of different mediums and a lot of different ways that people are going to listen to this. So just make it 128 bit, uh, 128 kilobit, excuse me. MP3, and you should be good to go. And some people would even argue that you need to bump it down to 96 kilobits or 60 kilobits on a spoken podcast. And I tend to agree. I've experimented with it a little bit. It doesn't really save me all that much file space, and it really doesn't sound all that great. 
but I found that uh, 128 is a nice happy medium for that. And you'll see those options when you export your files and through GarageBand or through Audacity. You'll see all those options, and I would just recommend 128 and then just uh, 44,100 kilohertz or megahertz or whatever it is. And just make it, you know, a shorter podcast so you won't have a huge file for people to download. Um, that's kind of recording and editing right there. Uh, I would make, when you're editing, I would make the po- podcast as concise as possible. I wouldn't go in and take out all the uhs and the breaths and the different things. I wouldn't do that because that will literally take you forever. And you'll you'll end up spending too much time on your podcast and then you won't have time to dedicate to quality or your other things that you, more important things that you're doing, whatever. So I would, um, I would make the podcast as concise as you can. Don't go too long. Uh, don't go yammer, yammer on, on, I'm sitting here looking at my timer right now and I'm, I'm getting close to, to when I want to kind of wrap it up or I'm kind of getting close. I'm almost there. And I, I know the time limit of my podcast. I want it to be 30 minutes or less. Last two few weeks with, with guests, we've gone 40 and 45 minutes, but if the content is great, you, you just run with it. Uh, don't get on there and just blab and blab and blab. And another thing is, is don't assume that your listeners always know what you're talking about. Um, if you're talking about, and granted this, this kind of goes into a, a thing with identifying your audience. You know, if you're talking to a bunch of preachers and you're talking about eschatology, then they're going to understand what you're talking about. Is the normal churchgoer, the normal person going to understand what you're talking about? No. If that's important to you, you might want to explain those things. You might want to explain those things on your podcast, um, what those things mean instead of using these terms and different things over and over again, and people have no idea what you're talking about. So just kind of be, um, don't assume that your listeners always know what you're talking about, especially if you have a, you want to appeal to a wide range. If you don't want to appeal to a wide range of people, (laughs) then don't worry about it. Um, Step seven. Step seven is cover art. And cover art is, is, is actually pretty important. Um, If you have a, and you don't have to have Photoshop, by the way, Photoshop has an excellent, excellent deal. I managed to check this out a couple of months ago. They have an excellent deal where you can get Photoshop, uh, Creative Cloud, and Lightroom Creative Cloud, which is like a photo editing um, thing, specifically photo for photography, um, for $9.99 a month. And the church here pays for that because I do all sorts of graphics for the church and different things for the youth ministry for graphics and everything. And it is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and they, you just pay that. You don't ever have to upgrade because you're in a subscription plan and it's $9.99 a month. Can't beat it. 10 bucks a month. Can't beat it. But if you're Im- um, editing images, you need to have at least one high quality image for your podcast album out- artwork. And what you need to do is for that, for that cover art, it's going to need to be a 2000 by 2000 resolution file. Now, iTunes really, in the last few years, since the retina screens have come up and since the high resolution screens are everywhere now, including on our iPads and phones and different things like that, they want higher resolution art. And I think, not real sure, but I think that the baseline right now is 1400 by 1400. I think that's what iTunes requests that you have. But anything better than that is going to be okay. Anything less than that, they're going to reject. Just ask Eric Gray on this. He had a hard time figuring out exactly why his podcast was getting rejected by Apple. And we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. 
but uh, cover art is actually pretty important. Um, you need to have a 2000 by 2000 file it needs to be, um, needs to be presentable. It needs to be, uh, you know, you can't have, uh, anything that's, I guess you can't have anything that's, um, copyrighted material on it. You can't use an image that's copyrighted. You can't use one that you didn't pay for for stock photography. Um, but I would just stick to simple. I would stick to text. I would stick to, uh, don't put a lot of words on it, but what your show's about and stuff like that. Don't put any crazy, you know, graphics or anything on it and all like that. Just make it simple and effective and tell your listeners what it is because, these listeners are going to have to look at it on their tiny iPhones, or they're going to have their big Galaxy Notes listen to it, or they're going to have a giant iPad or a giant iMac that they're going to be seeing this image on, and it needs to look good on all of those. So it's very important um, to find that out and to do your cover art correctly. And then when you when you get that cover art, you're going to want to put it into your podcast feed itself. There's lots and lots of ways to do this. And this is probably, and this is step number eight, by the way, the podcast feed itself. Because iTunes has to look for something. iTunes has to be able to pull from an RSS feed. If you if you ever subscribe to anything on an RSS feed, or if you ever do Google Reader, or if you did Google Reader, or you do Feedly, or anything like that, all of those are RSS feeds. The way I do it, I've already told you this, is I have a blog set up on Squarespace. And every blog page on Squarespace has a built-in RSS feed. You have to go find it. It's like chathell.co slash mbit slash format equals question mark RSS or something really weird like that. But you have to find the actual RSS link for that. And what you can do is you can uh, automate this feed to make sure whenever you post something, it will pull from that and post your podcast episode right there on the podcast page in the podcast directory or it will make it come up on people's um, podcatchers, on their apps, on their phones. So you have to have a valid RSS. Now you can go to RSS Validator. I think it's rssvalidator.com, and you can actually check uh, your RSS feed to make sure it's good. All it is is an XML, XML document. And if that doesn't make any sense to you, it's kind of a variation of like an HTML page, an HTML document. You can actually manually create an XML file that has all the subtitles and the metadata and the, the cover art linking to the cover art and, and all sorts of, and the podcast episodes linking to the podcast episodes where the files are, you can have all that and do that manually. That's what I did manually for the church here for the first year or two I was here. It was absolutely backbreaking. Uh, it took way too much time. But there are services out there that will do this stuff for you now. Uh, one of those is TalkShoe. TalkShoe will actually publish these for you. It actually put it on iTunes and, and create a feed for you to get it approved and everything like that. And you do have to be approved through Apple. We'll talk about that in a minute. TalkShoe is great, but it's not very high quality sounding. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, and I'm not trying to say that my podcast is like the greatest quality ever, but it's a magnitude better than, than TalkShoe. And I'm not talking down TalkShoe necessarily. It's a great service for people that are not willing to invest the time or uh, unable to invest the time or unable to have the technical ability to do what it is that I can do or lots of other people can do on their podcasts, then something like that is for you. There's also one called Podbean. Uh, Daniel Howell talked about that last week, and that one's good. Some of these services charge. Some of them some of them don't. Um, but it's, it's actually a really, uh, really lucrative field. And you can find a lot of different people that are uh, allowing you to stream those podcasts and, and different things like that. 
Google Drive. There's there's tutorials for getting your Google Drive to be able to stream your podcast from there to house your host your podcast on there. I've found that Dropbox for me is just the simplest because I will never upload a, a file to Squarespace. All I will do is send a public link from the Dropbox file to Squarespace. And it will read that file and it'll say, oh, well, this is the file and it's going to say, and it takes a few more seconds for it to start streaming or anything like that, but it's totally worth it because I have enough space on Dropbox for that. And it allows me some flexibility uh, where, whether I want to move around those files if I want to or not. But the podcast feed is actually very, very important. And I would research whatever platform you're going to use, whether that's WordPress or you're building your own site through HTML and God bless you if you want to do that. Or if you use a site called like Squarespace or Blogger or any of those types of things, you'll want to find out what kind of podcasting um, advanced capabilities they have. Squarespace for me is the most time-saving, it's the most efficient, and it's got it all built in to where I don't even have to mess with it. I'm going to go right now, I've told you my workflow already, but I'm going to go right now, I'm going to edit this podcast when it's over with. I'm going to place it on Dropbox, the completed file on Dropbox in the list right there. I'm going to copy that public link. I'm going to put the show notes in the post. I'm going to put that um, link in the post to the Dropbox file so it can read it. And I'm going to hit publish. And once I do that, all the stuff is there. And uh, Apple can read it through their podcast directory. It shows up on the podcast page hours later. And people can download it and stream it and whatever they want to do. So that's what I would do. Squarespace and Dropbox together like peanut butter and jelly. Greatest thing ever. Step number nine. Last two steps here. Step number nine, listen to your podcast. Now, I know that sounds weird, but almost every week I'll listen to at least a couple of minutes of my own show. And that's not to say, oh, wow, this is, uh, man, I did a really great job this week. (laughs) Oh, yes. No, that's, no, that's not it. It's, a personal critique, basically. It's a way of, of looking at it and saying, okay, you know, I said, um, way too much. Or I breathed into the microphone way too much. I know I do that, by the way. I don't know why it's the air seems thinner down here in my basement. But it, you can critique yourself and say, you know what, why did I ask that stupid question? Or why did I laugh like that right into the microphone? Or why did I do this? Why did I do that? You can critique yourself by listening, especially your first few episodes. You'll want to listen to those uh, entirely, because you'll want to pick out different things that you are doing or not doing, um, and things that questions you need to ask, maybe if you have guests, or ways that you're talking, or anything else. So listen to your podcast. And finally, step number 10 is to publish. Now, I would not, personally, I didn't publish this podcast until there was three episodes up, and I would recommend getting at least three posts, three episodes up, before starting to publicize your podcast. Because if people go to your podcast page on apple.com and they see one episode there, it's just kind of a mental thing like, oh, okay, this person's not really, you know, what's what's happening here? And it's kind of a, it's kind of weird for me to say that, I know, but if people see two, three, four, five episodes there already, they're going to say, man, this, this guy's got it going on. This guy knows what he's doing. This guy's talking about stuff. It's a great show. He's got he's got more than one episode. You know, he knows what he's doing. So it's like a mental thing almost. Uh, but you don't have to have more than three episodes. And especially if you're if you're doing sermon audio or class audio from your church or anything, don't even worry about that. 
But if you're doing a show that is focused on a certain demographic or a certain uh, group of people, it's got a certain subject that you're talking about, then you'll need to have a couple of episodes under your belt before you really start saying, hey, this is my new podcast. Give me a listen, check it out, whatever. So those 10 steps. Number one, identify your focus and content. Number two, map out your first 10 episodes. You need to plan research and plan some more. Number three, you need to secure space. You need to secure website hosting. You need to secure websites, uh, .com in general, whatever you need to do. Number four, you finally get to record. I use GarageBand here on the Mac, or you can use Audacity on Windows. And then number five, I talked about investments. Mics, boards, uh, pop filters, different things that you can buy um, to enhance the sound of your podcast. You can buy a $100 microphone and your podcast will sound magnitudes better. Uh, Number seven is your cover art. Uh, you'll just need to do that once. Unless you want to change it, you'll need to do that just once. So make make it good, and it will be the public face of your podcast. And number eight is the podcast feed itself, most important part. Apple has to have something to read. Apple has to have something to pull from, so make sure that you use a blog that has a built-in RSS feed, or you can use something like FeedBurner, like uh, Robert Hatfield talked about last week. And you can use that to make sure that your feed is always going to be Uh, ready to go and good to go. Number nine, listen to your podcast, critique yourself. And number 10, like we just said, publish the podcast finally, and maybe start with a few episodes, start ready, really to publicize after a few episodes. So that is podcasting in a nutshell. That was your 30 minute crash course on podcasting. I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode. We're going to pray really, really quickly before we get done. And if you have any questions, we, we can obviously follow up this show. There's, I just hit the tip of the iceberg on podcasting. Uh, there's a ton and ton of different stuff, and I am by no means an expert. Um, I have found out more about podcasting since beginning this show three or four months ago than I have found out in the last five years. Uh, so it's been really educational to have this show, and I really thank you guys for making it possible uh, and listening to the show and, frankly, keeping me going. I've really, really enjoyed getting some of your messages and emails and comments and different things like that. Loved having the guests on the show. And so I'm by no means an expert on this, and I would love to hear from you if you have an altered perspective on how to do a podcast. So as we end, uh, let's uh, go to God in prayer, as we always do, and uh, thank Him for everything and thank Him for our ministries and thank Him for our churches. And uh, let's, let's pray to Him and then let's end the show. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you so much for the changing of the seasons, Lord. The summertime is upon us. And Lord, help us to use the summertime as a, as a time to get closer to you as we would always do. And get closer to our families and maybe even take some time off. And Lord, thank you so much that you have blessed us with this opportunity to be ministers, to be youth workers, to be leaders, to be deacons, to be all these different things in our congregations. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, help us to use this technology. Help us to use podcasting in a way to send the message out, to ring out the message, if you will, to to further your kingdom, Lord, as we should use all this technology to, to you. Thank you so much for your son. Thank you so much for his sacrifice. Thank you so much for allowing him to die so that we can live. It's in his name that we pray this prayer. Amen. Thank you so much for listening this week, and we really appreciate Uh, you coming and listening to the show, spending your time with us, whether it's on your commute, uh, 
whether it's at your office, whether it's in your car, or just out doing some yard work, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, you can find show notes to this episode at chadl.co slash mbits slash 018. Remember, there will be no show next week, so we will not have a show next week. I will be at Fall Creek Falls, and if you're going to be in the area, come in to group camp number two and say hi. And um, we will not have a show next week. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and check out the show notes. Thank you so much. Go out and have a blessed week.